Yo, good morning. Give me just a second while I keep getting this set up. GM, GM, GM fam. GM, sir. Hey, man. I'm grateful for you too, brother. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you for the uh, the (laughs) in-person. I wanted to do it in person just because I am so grateful for you, brother, and I love you, man. (laughs) Bro, I just, the funniest thing, I just grabbed my my water bottle and I dumped it straight into my dog's water bowl. And I mean, I guess it works out. I love that, man. I love that. I got a puppy sitting right here with me too, man. Love that, my man. All right. A little bit slow getting this going. I apologize. I need to send out a couple more tweets. Um, but what do you have going on today, man? I, how, by the way, don't think I ever got to talk to you in person after. Um, how are things up in Tampa with the storm? Did you guys see anything at all from that? Or did it, you know, just a little bit of rain and outside of that, nothing crazy? Yeah, nothing too, too uh, crazy. Uh, a couple down trees, a uh, big oak tree across the street from my house uh, came down. Uh, had a couple shingles lift up from the winds. But, um, yeah, man, I, we dodged a huge bullet. And I, my thoughts and prayers to everybody that's affected down south because they got, they got hit bad, man. Dude, it's, it blows my mind. I've just been watching some of the videos from down there and absolutely insane what's going on. Um, you know, my heart just breaks for them with all of that because dude, that, that is not, you know, man, like that, that takes time. That takes money. To, and dude, even some of those houses on the beach and the buildings and stuff like that, you have that and say you've got like a new inlet that up like what do you even do you know is it just a complete insurance write-off at that point like you know are you just completely uprooted i i don't know man yeah i mean the the, this happens you know uh, often in florida around the gulf more recently up in nova scotia just got decimated as well and yeah it's just a it's 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 time to come together it's a time to bring together those resources and, and rebuild, man. Um, strength comes from that too. hundred percent, man. Well, Hey, I uh, wanted to say really appreciated your weekly, your daily posts for this month for the, uh, you know, just commemorating the one year anniversary month, man. Those have been pretty sick. You should pin a couple of those up to the top. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate that. Um, I'll, I'll do that every day until the 19th. Um, just trying to give back some vibes and some love that I've shared with other people and have had a big impact on my personal life through this experience. And I want to share it with everybody. So I appreciate that, Clay. Uh, I mean, really, really appreciate it. Razik, my man, it has been a minute. How have you been, sir? Hey, Kelly. Hey, Andy. Hey, everyone. It's good to hear your voices again. Sorry it's been so long. No worries, sir. No worries at all. Great to have you up, man. man. Yeah, life's just been getting pretty crazy. I had my my parents came up uh, to the UK to visit from Sydney, Australia to visit the the little one, the little fair grandchild. So they were up for six weeks over the summer. It was just hectic. 
didn't really get a chance to do much else except entertain them. Um, but life's back to normal now, so uh, just uh, normal routine, which is great. You know, um, looking at the wonkies. Um, I tell you what, though, one year still kicking along. So such a good thing, isn't it? Such a good thing. Hundred percent agree, man. It's crazy how how fast the time flies with that. Like it does not feel like a year ago. How many projects do you reckon have died like since November twenty one? I mean, ninety nine percent of them. Right. Of them, like I don't even think I'm exaggerating when I say thousands. Right? Yeah. We're, we're, no, not at I, all. Yeah, thousands. I think we're to the point where we're at like the tens of thousands of stage yet, right? Like maybe so, you know. But I don't think that the space is quite that developed yet that there really were tens of thousands that you could say, oh yeah, like that was a real one and blah blah blah, it died off. But you know, like I'd say thousands is a fair medium number. Next cycle will be at the point where we'll be able to say like tens of thousands, if not hundred thousand plus, like easily. By the time the next cycle hits, man, like it's going to be everywhere. It really, it really does speak volumes for wonkies in this community, though. I mean, just, just so strong, so stable. You know, they just people love them, and I love them, and it's just great. I mean, it, you just. It's just, it's just, it's as good a stable coin in the NFT space as you can ask for. So, yeah, I think it, I think it says a lot. So, I think that's great. Um, I am driving though now, so I'll probably listen rather more rather than talk so much. But uh, just to say, it's great to hear your voices, and uh, I'm certainly going to be around a little bit more often. And uh, hopefully, we can resume this bull market very soon. So, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Well, no, go ahead. I was going to say, no, I appreciate, you know, you, you saying that about the, the wonky, you know, project, the communities, the ledge art project that we have, because it's important to, to see this entire year as something that is a net positive in this space. I mean, this project, you know, was delivered stealth to the, to the world, free mint that sold out in under two hours, under promise, over delivered, never had a roadmap. And yet here we are still building these vibes together. So I appreciate you actually calling that out, brother. Um, absolutely. I'm sorry, Kelly. I was just about to say, and the good monkeys are getting rarer and rarer, aren't they? I mean, they don't pop up that often anymore. And if they yeah, do, you know, you're not going to see them on the floor. That whale capitulated a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, people kind of know what they're worth now. And, yeah, the good monkeys just aren't popping up anymore. And, if you want like a colorful one or a nice one, you know, they're all rare, but if you want a nice one, you're going to have to start to pay for it. <laughs> you can start to see. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's just a, it's a really good slow grind up, which is great. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, that's, that's the thing. And I think that, you know, it's been like, it's just been enjoyable for me to see throughout the course of all this, you know, again, like, you know, all of y'all come together. Like, you know, what you guys are doing, Matt, with the Room 110 stuff, it's really cool to watch that grow. And, bro, like, I know that that's going to be massive here in the next few years also. You know, like, they're just, you know, lots of that type of stuff that's come out of this. And it's been really, really fun to watch that just continue to grow. And, you know, like, knowing the origin of where all of that began, like, you know, it's awesome to see. Yeah, 
like that's another reason why I'm grateful for you too is because I didn't know anybody in this space. I, I, I didn't even have a Twitter account until the day that this project was even launched. And I'm, I'd been studying NFTs for a while, never got into it. And that was my first mint. But the ripple effects that have impacted my life and other people's lives in here goes beyond this. It, it, it's, it's fulfilling for your life. It's personal growth. There's just so many positives that you can really take home with. No, I completely agree, man. Hey, and by the way, if you're in the crowd, you guys want to hop up on stage, you know, feel free to do it. Like, it's a lot easier, I promise, in a smaller crowd like this than it is whenever I host some of the other spaces where I'll have, like, hundreds of people listening. Like, either way, I think it's easy, but, you know, I, I promise you, it's one of those things where... You know, coming up on stage, you just give yourself the opportunity to be able to connect and kind of branch out in a way that, you know, I don't feel like you get the, you know, the, the full effect sitting in the audience. And like, obviously, we love having you all down there. But at the same time, you know, like, it's one of those things where, you know, heck, Matt, Matt can attest, I, you know, I don't think that, you know, you really, really started to grow your roots in this space until you actually started hopping up on some of these spaces that I was hosting, right? Until you got up here and actually started to connect with the crew. Because before that, you know, like when I, you know, like I saw a few tweets, but, you know, a few tweets only go so far versus, you know, hearing the voice and being able to connect and dive in deeper past that, right? No, I think that's what, like, built every connection, for me anyway, was hopping into spaces, from my first couple of weeks in, yeah, tweets here and there, but actually connecting and having that communication, that language, that verbal exchange, it really impacts the growth of a connection. I mean, hell, I think that's really how me and you even started vibing together is just coming up on stage and speaking to each other. And uh, what, two months later, I ended up meeting you in real life. I mean, there's so many opportunities to come up. And, and have these experiences beyond just shooting out a tweet. So definitely encourage people to come up and have a conversation. I mean, and don't have any kind of fear. We're, we're here to help you and guide you too, and carry the conversation along. No, I, I agree, man. Like, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's, you know, again, just watching how you blossomed out of it. And like, obviously, you know, bro, you, you've got a natural talent for being able to connect with people and not to say that other people don't have, you know, that ability whatsoever. But, you know, I think that a lot of the time you don't even realize what's hiding there until you get up there and, and, you know, even people like, Hey, even if you're more quiet, like dude, it's just a way to be able to dive in a little bit deeper. And again, you know, if you're really looking to make an impact in this and not just be an observer, but eventually, you know, have your hand, in this space and help shape it, you know, to grow into like, you may not even have the idea of what you think that you're going to create from this down the road. But a lot of the time you'll be stuck in that place until you take little opportunities like that to get out of your comfort zone and to be able to connect with other people. Well, it, it, isn't it all about getting out of our comfort zone? It's life in general. I mean, we set these little challenges up for us to overcome these things in life. And, and those opportunities just magically appear for showing up or staying consistent or trying new things. Um, and, and it's okay to be in the back and not, you know, want to come up on stage or do those extra things in life. But 
challenge yourself, man. It's, it's empowering and it's fulfilling to, to try new things in life. It is. So we got a couple new people up. What's going on, Stinky Duck? Welcome back, sir. How's it going? I'm doing good, Coleo. Good, good to be here, man. Good to see you, Matt. Uh, always love the spaces and, and love the conversations you guys bring. So thought I'd hop up and say hi. I appreciate it, man. You know, I, I don't think I've ever asked the question before. Where did the name Stinky Duck come from? And if you've said it before, I apologize. I just want to, you know, like a recap of the story because I feel like it's got to be a good one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not the first time I've been asked that, to be honest. Um, People are intrigued by the name, but it's actually a combination of two nicknames I had as a child, uh, and I never liked them. My parents and my <laughs> brother would call me and tease me. Uh, you know, I, I, anyway, I uh, as I got into my teenage years, I started to uh, realize you got to own those parts of yourselves, even the parts you don't like. So I, I combined the two. It became my gamer tag, and since then, it's kind of carried on. And now it's my, uh, you know, it's my Twitter presence as well. So. <laughs> Uh, but the actual name Stinky, uh, I used to sit on people's heads and fart. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that and, uh, and then Ducky, I was stung uh, when I was a child. I was stung on the lip, and my my lip swole to about seven times the size, and uh, so I was called Ducky, and and, and both kind of stuck. So <laughs> those are actually too amazing. <laughs> That's legendary. <laughs> uh, no, I, okay, I've definitely never heard you give the explanation because I would remember that. I would remember that. Bro, you know, that's the funniest thing about all of this and using some type of, you know, pseudonyms whenever you're up here rather than your real name. You know, like we just have people up on stage and it's just normal to be like, oh, yeah, you know, shooting the show with Stinky Duck right now. Like, what's up? <laughs> and it just is something. Like, you know, like, where else is that just normal? You know, if you met a guy, you know, at the gym and he introduced himself as Stinky Duck, you're kind of looking at him with a side eye like, okay, interesting. You know, immediately questioning what kind of war story happened there to get that nickname or like, you know, are his parents really just that, you know, maybe progressive is the right word in 2022? Um, but you know, on here you have somebody like Stinky Duck comes up on stage and bro, like it is, what's up, man? Like, you know, you're just there, you know, it's just normal and it can take 10 months to sit there and think to yourself, damn, like, I wonder if there's a good story associated with that handle. (laughs) I love this shit, man. Oh my god! You, you know, on the flip side of things too, we, we call each other stinky ducks and all kinds of weird names, and it's hilarious. But it, being out in public and actually, like, I was with B Ways the other day, and he called me '80s, right? And uh, I call him B Ways, <laughs> obviously. This, time. but we're also having a conversation about NFTs that are like a seal or a penguin or something, and you have two grown ass men sitting there calling <laughs> each other by their pseudonyms, talking about fucking cartoon pictures. <laughs> Imagine the background, somebody listening to that. <laughs> Bro, that's the thing. Like, it kind of, it, it does, you know, it makes you question a little bit. Like, what have we really gotten ourselves into? <laughs> right. 
the simulation, brother. We entered that shit a long time ago. It's a complete simulation, but you know, at a certain point, you're just, you know, like it is normal, completely, completely normal. You right. have two worlds you live in. The world of Web3, like diving in here, you know, with Twitter as the main face of it, and then the outside world. And, you know, like I would say that they mix well, but, you know, man, you can even say, okay, after doxing yourself, have you really noticed a tangible difference in the way that you separate the two? Right? Because zero, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even for me, going to conferences and stuff, meeting people, doing this and that, it feels a little bit different because you are kind of marrying and merging the two there. But I'd still say, even at a conference, even though you know you're meeting people in person and you're doing that, it almost feels like this world versus like the other one, right? One hundred ten percent. So, sorry to go down that rabbit hole. Um, no, just to actually, yeah, just to comment on that, actually, because uh, uh, I recently doxed, uh, you know, a couple months ago in my Discord and, and on Twitter and everything for for my project. And and so the community started using those photos for various memes. And so they're like merging them together with like people with like mullets and like 1980s photos of like couples and they're su- like superimposing mine and another founder's face over them. And they're just like, it a couple days ago, it was like literally uh, like 30 they did all in one. And they were like doing like a, just a spree of them. And I, I started asking myself, why the fuck did I even dox? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know, like that's my thing. I, bro, I'm just, <sighs> I'm mentally preparing myself for all the memes that are going to come out of it as soon as I, you know, dox again, right? Like, you know, it's imminent. It's going to happen. You know, like Ledger, for instance, complete champion at that. But, bro, like, you know, Ledger just gets blasted with the memes day in and day out. And, you know, I, I feel like there is a certain appetite to be able to take those in tastefully and consistently and to be able to just, you know, put a positive spin on all of it, right? And it comes along with the territory. You know, on the flip side of things, too, with the PFP change and, like, coming out, I have noticed, like, and this is more of, like, an observation, um, the engagement levels where if you don't have, like, a project PFP or something – like a lot of people within our little ecosystem that we have here between a few projects know who I am, but outside it's like, Oh, you're in NFTs, but you don't have a PFP of your NFT project. So I'm going to shun you over here because you don't vibe with us. That is something that I'm starting to like notice a little bit trying to connect to outside communities without having a PFP. And that's something that we as a community should be able to embrace whoever is doxxed or not doxxed too. Um, we set a lot of rules in this space based off of certain people's opinions. And sometimes that can have, you know, a detrimental effect to your connections or your networking abilities. Do you guys think that the people in general interact with people that actually have a person on their profile picture differently than somebody that might have a, like a PFP of a cartoon? Well, sometimes it depends on what 
communities you're in or uh, where you're trying to push inside of this ecosystem. Um, sometimes the herd mentality or the tribal mentality takes place. And I, and I, not so much so anymore. This is, I'm talking about like past experiences in the space. Sometimes if you didn't have that specific PFP tied to that specific project, then people would really wouldn't mess with you or they would think you're not, you know, serious about NFTs. It's, it's a, it's a tight knit culture that we have. And the more we, expand on that and try to be a little bit more open-minded i think the more evolution of this space will grow for people that are going to be onboarded yeah and that's a good question right because you know and like heck i think b-ways released a decent thread about that recently about you know kind of associating with you know different projects with your pfp versus something else and you know i feel like my account grew with this PFP, right? So like people associate that PFP with your brand. You know, there's several other people that you can just definitively say, well, okay, like that is developed into your brand one way or the other. So it's like, even after I get my face out there, you know, maybe like, maybe I'll try my face as a PFP, but I kind of doubt it, man. Like I just, you know, I don't want, even when my face is out there and I'm, you know, making videos and doing this and that, like, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's like the brand that I'm going for. Right. You know, so I, I think it's all about, you know, where have you kind of built your audience? Where are you going forward with it? And, you know, you can play around with your PFP a little bit, but, you know, I think it does become a little bit difficult when you're changing your PFP consistently, because, you know, it, it's like, if you've got a friend from, you know, all, all the friends that you knew in high school and college, like the girls that got married off and then you're checking back five years later and you haven't seen them in a long time and you see a completely different last name, you know, and you're like, wait, who the hell is that? Like, how do I know them? And you don't recognize them because they have a different last name. Like now just imagine them doing that all the dang time. And it's difficult then to be able to keep track of who that person is. It's the same thing with like the PFPs, right? Like that's the identity people associate you with. So after you've adopted that for long enough, you know, whether it is a project or something else, you know, it becomes difficult to disassociate with that identity because people, you know, start to get confused. So I think there is something to be said about some type of consistency in that, in your brand going forward with that as you're trying to build your presence in this space. You hit the nail on the head, man. That digital identity and being consistent with it is something that I'm trying to do a little differently myself now. And I want to stay consistent with my PFP. I'm not trying to brand like, you know, this big influencer thing, but I'm accepting who I am. And that's my personal, you know, thing that I do. And not to say that to anybody else to not do that as well, but I, I feel like if you are consistent enough with having the same digital identity, people will resonate with that because they'll start associating that psychologically. Oh, this is this person with XYZ PFP. Um, and two days later, if you change it to something else and then so on and so forth throughout the week, just keep changing it. People are you know, going to be confused. So I, I think you hit the nail on the head on that. I think actually you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I will recognize when people change their PFPs, if it's one F- NFT to another, I may have liked their tweets before, but I might have scanned past it the second time after they changed their, their picture. But I mean, Matt, when you changed yours, actually, like I, 
I registered it in my mind a little differently because, you know, we, we knew each other and then you, you, uh, you, you put your actual photo out there. So it was different. Now I still, you know, I still recognize you for you. So I'll make that uh, comparison, but I also wanted to share a quick story just with uh, what Kalia was saying about, you know, your identity and, and having a last name going through high school reminded me. Uh, so I'm a project manager IRL. Um, and I got a, like a buddy that, or a, a work friend that asked me to go take a look at his basement. So I went and priced it out, but, uh, it turns out his wife who had obviously a completely different name was somebody I dated in high school. So, uh, you know, obviously I would have, uh, may have uh, avoided that situation beforehand, but turns out, yeah, it just kind of blew up in my face. I didn't get that job, by the way. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. You know, going back on the PFP thing too, like just because I don't have a PFP on there doesn't mean that I don't support these communities too. Like I understand the reason to grow the strength of a certain project or a certain community, show your loyalty to it, your solidarity with everyone in there. Um, I can still, you know, support communities and certain members of certain projects still on the back end without having to, you know, have that PFP there. If a PFP is required for me to show support and be part of a community then I may not want to be a part of that community because of the certain rules. How do you feel about having on discord multiple PFPs per different uh, community? Do you think it? That's I mean, funny you say that because uh, I don't have a lot of discord um, servers that I'm in, but the, the few that I am, I actually do switch my PFP because it's such a different thing inside of Discord. It's a different way to you're in an actual community in Discord on Twitter. You're just in the realm, right? Yeah, man. So, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it, I, I don't get how some people keep up even with themselves internally going back and forth through different PFP. Like, you got to even think about it this way, though. Say in the NFT community, right? Like, the hoodies for punks. I think that a big reason, and not to say the hoodies aren't badass, but, like, a big reason that the hoodies really started to gain a little bit more gravitas and, you know, just people flock to them a little bit more had to do with DeFi and his role in you know, cultivating a lot of the influence, you know, in multiple projects. And like, that was his, you know, the hoodie and the 3D glasses, like that was his identity. And it did end up kind of cultivating that hoodie movement to where the hoodies just became a little bit more of a prominent role than I really think they would have gained otherwise outside of that. So, you know, I think there is something to be said about somebody that has like stuck to that brand and been able to cultivate it into something as they continue to grow their presence and their voice, you know, the image that they portray continues to grow with them. 100%. It's on, it, it's their brand at that point. I mean, it's a beautiful part about the NFT too. I mean, you own the IP of it as well, and you can set that up as your own, you know, your brand for life. And people always continue to associate that with you because that is who you are at that point. And the thing about identity too, like there, we shouldn't like, I'm not saying us, but people in general shouldn't dictate like how you should live your life. Right. 
everybody has their own processes of things. Um, everybody associates their identity now with something that they may not truly know yet, but they're trying to find their identity. And I say, just go for it. Just be yourself. If you want to rotate PFPs, do it. If you want to have your own personal you know, picture up there, do it. It's whatever you ultimately want to do. And if nobody accepts you for that, then you're not meant to be in your life. Exactly, man. So yeah. Anyway, B-Way, shout out to you for, for that thread, because I did read that. It made me think a little bit when I did read through that. B-Ways, you've been putting out some fire content recently, sir. Just want to give you a shout out. If you don't follow B-Ways, give him a follow. Definitely my man, everything. my man's gonna be at like 250k followers next bull run. Uh, I'm calling it right now. Oh, definitely, man. Oh shoot, I didn't even realize. Yeah, he's back above 3k right now. Let's go. Above. I'm not saying he fell off beneath 3k. Congrats but on the 3k, man. That's awesome, brother. He, he has. Big. He's been killing it, bro. I'm I'm very bullish on B ways, man. B ways is a oh, brother. Matt, you're up there too. You're you're nearly there. I'm nearly there. Maybe if I would have kept my profile picture to something, I would have gone. I'm joking. Here's the deal. Not just that, bro. I mean, you know, if you if you didn't step away for you know those two months, I bet you would be right. Dude, I lost. You got a little bit to catch up with that. Two hundred followers when I was gone. I mean, that happens. That was crazy, man. But here's the deal. You know, I I understand what you're saying. Two hundred's not like insignificant whenever you're at the 2700 like that's nearly 10 percent i know talking about there like pretty big (laughs) but since i come back i've gotten you know 200 back and and for me like i I lost 200 yesterday yeah right (laughs) (laughs) i took a couple days you know for you took a couple months off like you lose 200 me i took two days off i lost 200 (laughs) (laughs) Like fuck this guy, he's not putting out anything anymore. I don't need to follow him. No, that's that's wild. You know, speaking about followers, because you you put out some really good fire threads too about you know followers and people trying to gain a little bit of a you know a little bit more of an evolution in this space with a follower account. For me, that's something I've always struggled with because. I, I, I'm a man of different, I guess, opinions of things, and I've never really done social media up until coming into Twitter um, really that strong. And I, for me, the smaller accounts, there's so much knowledge in the smaller accounts. So I don't understand why people don't follow some of the people with smaller accounts more often, but then they end up turning into bigger accounts. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, okay, here, here's what I think the, the difficult kind of mix you get here is. And Kobe actually said something about this recently, too. You know, he said some of his favorite follows and the people that are, you know, prominent, like that have some of the best takes are some of the people that actually came about in this last bull run, right? Like not necessarily the people that are the OGs that have been around forever, right? Because, you know, like it's easy to get complacent, I think, sometimes whenever you have been around long enough for one of like three main reasons, right? Like maybe you've reached this level of success where, you know, you've just kind of taken a back seat and, you know, along with that success, you have to kind of change your content a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Like that's one. Two is, yeah, you know, maybe you have, you know, absolutely killed it and you're just bored so you step away and you know you don't have the same hustle that you had whenever you were a smaller account three 
you know, maybe like, you know, shit's hit the fan and you're just tired of the space and you've left. So, you know, a lot of the newer accounts that are on here that are a little bit smaller are pumping out this fire, you know, in the hustle to be able to prove themselves, right? And, you know, I think that's one of the things that can be a little bit dangerous as you grow your your brand a little bit is, you know, you've got to be able to challenge yourself to not lose the hustle. And I think that can happen if you're not careful. So, yeah, you know, I think there are a lot of people with, you know, lower follower counts out there that are just putting out fire content and you know it's just one of those things where it's it's difficult to get your moment right to be able to break out and to have your moment in the sun you know whatever it was for me actually you know the thing that finally put me over the edge and got me noticed by you know some of the larger accounts that helped me grow my brand is i had this one you know insanely accurate thread um where gainsey you know noticed it gave me a follow and shouted it out like holy crap like this is crazy and got a lot of you know i i went from like eight thousand to fifteen thousand followers in a day <laughs> and um which was insane for me because i had been stuck at eight thousand followers for you know a couple of years and then from there, you know, and like, it wasn't that my content had changed. It just took, you know, kind of a right mixture of, you know, the market was going in a good direction and the right person noticed me. So they brought their engagement over and immediately from there brought other people that had big engagement over and it kind of just, you know, snowball affected into the bull run. And, you know, like that's what it takes, though. Sometimes, though, you know, literally months before that, putting out those type of threads where you're not going to get anybody that notices. And, you know, you've got to, you know, kind of put your head down and just like have a passion for it, honestly, because if you don't have a passion for it and you're doing it for that immediate gratification, like you're not going to last. So, you know, find what you're passionate about, be able to put that out there and, you know, eventually it'll find the right voice and, you know, I mean, it'll find the right ears and it'll follow. Well, you know, you mentioned something about the immediate gratification aspect of it too. And it brings me back to like, what's your goal here? Let's, uh, you know, what's your intention for even being on Twitter? Is it to build content or is it to vibe with people? So there's different varying degrees of like what your engagement is in this. I mean, for people that are trying to build a, a following, um, there's a lot of time and energy that is put into creating content, just putting together a good tweet. Um, it takes time to learn. And when, when you go through the, the, the reign of this, like it gets to the point where you will get burnt out if you're just looking for that immediate dopamine hit of a like or a retweet or something like that. Just stay consistent with quality over the, even the quantity and you might actually start seeing a different change in your engagement and the way you make connections and who you actually end up networking with. Yeah, you know, I feel like a big struggle that people or a big thing people struggle with on here is they see somebody that they really like, right? And they try to mimic their content. And rather than creating something original, they're trying to mimic it. So, like, why would you want the knockoff whenever you could have the brand name, right? So, you know, maybe that's why a lot of people end up struggling kind of finding that connection. Just have your own voice, right? Like, make your voice into the brand name. And that's something that, you know, 
again, eventually, like people want the brand name, make people want you for you. Don't try to be somebody else because the more that you try to be somebody else, you know, honestly, like when I see knockoff versions of whatever, you know, hey, sometimes it's great, but like when you can get the brand name for free, why do you want the knockoff? All about authenticity, brother. Be your authentic, true self, man. And sometimes the way that the sentiment is in this space is a little bit that of pressure for an individual to compete with. But there is no competition. The only competition you have at the end of the day is yourself. And if you are passionate about something, just start going with it. You may not get engagement right away, but if you stay consistent with good quality, in the, your time will come. Crayola, brother, how you doing, man? What up, what up, what up? How y'all today? Doing all right? Vibing, man, vibing. Doing better than you, man. It sounds like somebody's coming after you. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the cops, man. I'm out at the intersection. They're coming for me. Uh, this is my last space ever. I love y'all. Y'all take care. Legend. Um, <laughs> nah. Uh, so, question for y'all. Um, so, you were talking about, like, follower account, that sort of thing. While the number is not important to me, I'm a person that likes to set goals. And so for me, like a fun one has been, you know, hit 10K by end of year. Now, whether or not I ever hit 10K is to, to be determined. Um, what's funny is like, even when I bring my most original content, you know, it's like that meme that like I'm making a banner and I got no likes, right? And I, I would like to think that a lot of my stuff is original, but what's hilarious is you're right. Like I got way more engagement and like 200 300 likes on my chain link charts from last like during the middle of the bull run like last year right and that's where my whole account started was literally like if you look at my first tweets it's like 300 400 500 up to like a thousand two thousand tweets about chain link and the chart and what they were bringing with oracles and that sort of thing and yes i kept my crayon and that's why i eventually switched over to the crayon mr crayola and uh, Kaleo is just going to have to accept my brand, man. Like, you're just going to have to let me be, let me fly. I'm a peacock, okay? And um, so I, I guess what is it now? Because, you know, I've made those excuses on down days. I'm like, all right, it's got to be the algo. Like, there's just people or people just don't think I'm funny or I'm hilarious and they just don't get it. So it's on them. Like, what what is it? Uh, to, to get that next step and when, and when I'm trying to reach the 10,000 really from my perspective and from my faith perspective I want to be an encourager and somebody that lifts people up so I want more follower, followers to basically spread light and like love and joy and stuff so what you know what is it you know what, what am I missing uh, what are some like tips tricks you'll have that sort of thing Well, you'd probably have to ask the man with 500k followers because I'm sitting uh, a smidge under 3,000. So, <laughs> um, I, I do want to ask a question though, and this is actually a good case uh, uh, example here, a use case. Crayola, you have an even number of followers uh, to following. Kaleo, you're sitting at a, under a thousand, but have 500k. Like, what is your determination of how you follow it sounds like Crayola follows people to get follow back so he can continue spreading love and light. Um, Kaleo, what's your vibe, brother? Bro, I won't even lie. There was a period where <laughs> I went through and there were, there were a few days, this is back in 2018 where I was like, well, 
you know, one of the only ways I'm going to gain followers is if I just follow a crap ton of accounts. So I followed, I had like 2,000 followers. I followed like 5,000 accounts and it got me like 500 followers. But then I was like, okay, my feed is now absolute trash, utter trash, and I hate it. So then I had to spend, it's a lot easier to follow accounts than it is to unfollow. So then I had to spend like another month going through unfollowing everybody because I was like, I hate myself for doing this. We need that, dude, we need that automatic button. It's like, if somebody doesn't follow me, it's an automatic drop. Like, it needs to be a one click. Anybody that doesn't follow you, you can, you can wipe them. Right. See that's so, that's a, that's a horrible mentality to have. I'm sorry. I just gotta say, it. go ahead, go ahead, Clay. I agree with that. I agree with that. Right? Like, so just overall, here's, here's my twist to that, Crayola. Like, you know, you shouldn't follow people just to get the follow back, right? Like, you know, you exactly. should follow people for the content that they provide. Like, that's why I do. You know, I I follow less than a thousand people because I don't want to flood my timeline with. You know, a million different, like whatever. You know, I like. No, I get, I get that. That's why I'm so, late. Like, I've already made the mistake. So now, how do I wipe that quickly and then reset? Yeah, there's myself? no quick way to do it, bro. You just have to go through and start unfollowing. Them, hurts, like, and it man. takes. It'll hurts. take you hours. There might be a bot to do it, but I didn't know about it. I would just spend days, man, just going through like killing time at work. I had nothing else to do at the office. I'm like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and start unfollowing people. So, yeah, there was one period of time where I was stuck in that boat. And, like, now I've got it narrowed down. Like, when I approach a 1,000 is the point where, you know, I'm like, okay, there's probably a lot of people now that have gone inactive or done this and that. I need to go through and just see, like, you know, and clean it up. So I, I'm about 50 follows away from cleaning up my follow feed again and unfollowing people. But, you know, I think it's one of those things, again, where, you know, you want to be able to tie yourself in and, you know, you shouldn't just follow accounts in the hopes that, oh, my God, they're going to follow you back. No, do it because they provide you some type of value, right? Like My, and, my favorites yeah. are the one that follow you, and then when you don't follow them back, they just stop following you. It's well, like, actually, why are you here? <laughs> you want to know the funniest example of this? And nobody, nobody really knows this, but I remember when BitBoy created his account. So BitBoy created his account, you know, early 2018, I think. And he started off with just doing cartoon comic strips, comic strips. And, you know, he would make these BitBoy cartoon comics. And, you know, like, they were what they were. They were okay. Um, But he'd go through and just, you know, he'd get up to whatever the max limit that they let you follow is. And then unfollow, follow on. And it took me forever, you know, at, at that time to give him a follow back. And eventually I did. And then I realized one day he unfollowed my ass. And I was like, okay, well, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I ended up following him back one day and it took me years later before I was like, wait, what the hell? This guy somehow blew up on another platform and got to be a big, you know, voice out of nowhere. But like, Bro, he, I am not even joking, that is how he started, was just relentless following and unfollowing of millions of, of accounts, or tens of thousands, I'm not even joking, of accounts to be able to get himself some type of following. So he actually didn't buy any followers to start off, like, I don't think so, at least. You know, there are a lot of people where I'm like, you know, in a way, did he get them in a weirder way, right? Like, maybe not an authentic way by producing, you know, the content, right? Like, yeah. But, you know, they were real followers because I think they were real people that saw this account and just followed back. 
you know, versus a lot of people will go and buy to be able to start off. So, you know, different hustle, I guess, you know, I ended up working for him, but like, that is the funniest thing is that a lot of people that zero clue back in the day, like that, <laughs> that ended up going through and just following, unfollowing, following, unfollowing, because bro, whenever you're a smaller account, like you notice every single person that follows you. So it was very easy to keep track of that process happening. You know, uh, another part of it too is like the way I see it now, navigating and learning Twitter a little bit more. In the beginning, I was, you know, trying to make connections with people. I still am, um, always will be. More so lately, like the more followers I do have or the more people I am following, you're right, the feed gets a little overwhelmed with certain things. One of my biggest things is if you are uh, an account that just constantly retweets, giveaways um that's something that like for me i understand what you're trying to do like you're trying to get a free nft um but at the end of the day i I just don't feel like you're adding any value to to the space in that respect so but on the other side of things too we are all human beings i mean given twitter has a shitload of bots but at the end of the day like you can decipher who has true intentions in the space who is here to grow who's here to make intentions that ripple around the ecosystem for us to grow too. So just my two cents on that. Hey, a question, question about that too. Um, so you, you talk, you talk about just being yourself, right? You talk about the burnout and I do feel like here recently I felt well, like a couple months ago, I felt a lot more burnout. Now I don't. And it's because I got back to the things that like I like doing it. Like, and if anybody vibes with it, great. If they don't, whatever um but it's still fun for me i feel like refueled um so like for me making those silly charts and like drawing and stuff like that's that's fun for me and you know kaleo hasn't told me that man your ta is trash yet so i think i'm doing something right um but i get to i get to work and i get to learn and and the more that the more that i you know that i draw and i learn and i I try different techniques. It's a lot more fun for me. And then, you know, I get like one or two likes. But you know what? I want the one or two from people that follow me for me and, and nothing else. So, yeah, I guess all the things you are saying is true. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see that more. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, the burnout of like the grind, the constant grind um, that, that, you know, takes a major impact on our evolution of just trying to stay not stressed out sometimes. Remember before I left for Peru, um, I was, you know, I had a lot of personal things going, but I also wanted to go to Peru to meditate and, you know, evolve a little bit more. But coming back, I've kind of like done the, that, that you're doing right now, Corella. I, I'm starting to do things that impact me and make me fulfilled as well. And hopefully with my intention with it is to make other people fulfilled as well. And you don't have to always constantly grind for other people and to pump other people's bags in this space. We're in this space right now in a very early stage. And if you stay here being your authentic self every single day, you're going to meet the right tribe of people to, to, to vibe with in this evolution that you're here for. Appreciate that, Matt. No problem, man. Kaleo, man, tell me about the wedding, brother. How did it oh, go? Dude, it was solid, man. Solid, good to have. You know, I'm, I'm glad it's passed, too. You know, it's fun hanging out with everybody. But, dude, one of the things that 
I got a little bit stressed about right before was, you know, I didn't write a speech. I had like little bullet points of different things I probably wanted to talk about, but I don't write things down like that. I just don't think it sounds authentic when people do it. Like you can obviously tell when people get up for those type of things and they become really monotone and then they get stressed out because they forget to say something they wanted to say or they didn't say it the way they thought they should. And then they're like freaking out nervous so I just do better about, you know, ad-libbing. I mean, I do it all day anyway. So, um, yeah, but then there were a lot of people that were starting to give me a hard time. Like, oh, you need to have something written down. I can't believe you wouldn't do that for your own brother and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it just became something that it became a weight as it got closer. Like, oh, shoot, maybe I actually should have here. Am I going to have something to say? Am I going to do this well enough? So, yeah, you know, got up, knocked that out, ended up being all right. But, you know, it was funny how kind of the voices in my head started getting to me a little bit as that came up. But, you know, and then also obviously got a little bit nervous for the brother himself as the the thing approached. You know, I'm just sitting there like, you know, wanting everything to go well. And thankfully it did. So, you know, it was fun hanging out, catching up with the family, um, you know, taking a couple days away from, you know, anything with the charts, the screen, anything else. And um so overall everything you know it was good man it's awesome brother uh, i love a good wedding man it's always fun to did you guys party i mean did you guys have a good time <laughs> reception what tell me the juicy details man Dude, the reception was great i i actually really didn't drink too much throughout the entire weekend i just felt better like i don't know man i was i think maybe because of stress whatever else like you know, had a little bit of a headache. So, you know, might've been dehydration. I like, I don't know. I can have a good time without any alcohol. Like, you know, I enjoy drinking. Don't get me wrong. Like I'll, I'll I, but in that, I mean, heck I didn't drink for the first 21 years of my life. I didn't have any like until after I was 21, believe it or not. <laughs> but so, like, I know how to go have a good time with that alcohol. It's fine, man. But, like, you know, later on in the weekend, there was one night I did end up, you know, turning up a little bit with some of the family, and that was fun. But, you know, it was just a good time hanging out and catching up, connecting with people. So that was that was the most important thing for me this weekend. And, you know, I don't – like, no real juicy details, thankfully. I feel like that helps make it a better weekend. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's All right, awesome, what's, your, what's your drink of choice if you had to pick one? Uh, I mean, um, let's see. Drink of choice. Bro, I love a good Bullet or TX Coke. So TX is kind of like Crown. Um, you know, if we're just talking simple drinks, like that's it. That's all. That's awesome, man. I love, I love that. But, I, love, I love how people associate, and I'm not saying you, but like the general society. Like, I didn't even mention alcohol. I, I said party, and like, automatically associated with alcohol. Like, I don't drink alcohol. I mean, and if I do, it's a very rare occasion, like when B Ways comes to Tampa. But um, <laughs> I, of course, you can have fun and party and dance around and just have a yeah. good time without it. Yeah, man, I vibe with that, bro. Bro, that was that was the most fun thing was watching uh, my mom you know, get down on the dance floor, you know, that yeah, was man, hilarious, that's fun. man. Like seeing her in the circle with, you know, all the other 
um, young adults out there. So that was because in that moment, it's like pure joy. There's no worry about anything. Everybody's in that present moment, vibing together, and it's always incredible to see that with family. And then your parents too, just everybody vibing. I love it, man. Great to hear. Exactly, man. So now just kind of taking it easy. Heck, actually, let, let's see. Coming up here on the schedule, I might be in Asheville here in a couple weekends. So hope that happens. North Carolina, let's go. Yes, sir. Beautiful, beautiful area. TBD. Still figuring out like whether or not the uh, girlfriend might have some work stuff up there. So waiting to hear back on that. Um. I'll be up in Asheville at the end of the month um, for eight days. After our wonky anniversary, I'm heading out for eight nice, days. Bro. So, like, I know you spent some time up there. Beautiful place. What are love you doing? it, man. Uh, we, we rented a cabin, and we're just going to unplug. And you know how I do it every three months or so. Just uh, take a break and go relax and balance myself and probably do some hiking, check out some waterfalls. Hey, heads up, though. Like, If you're, if you're near uh, Black Mountain, my wife family has like a, a house that they built in the 20s um and so we try to go every year there's a place called my father's pizza that we go to relentlessly and it's amazing if you like uh pasta and pizza it's in black mountain that's awesome man i don't even know what mountain i'm going near but somewhere outside of Asheville, my wife plans her shit i just go yeah, man. So doing that, then uh, have F one coming up the weekend after. So I'm excited about that up in Austin. Um, it's awesome, man. Well, I'm gonna head out. Uh, yeah, man. I've, I've enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Love, uh, love everyone in the Wonky family. We'll be back here on Friday. Uh, I'll make it happen this week. Sorry again about things getting pushed back. This weekend, it was a rare occasion to make that happen. But, you know, glad we were able to get this time in and uh, catch up. So, All right, Wonky fam, much love. Enjoy the week. Be present. Be your authentic self. Love you guys. Take it easy.